Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? I'm just trying to trying to get my message to be heard, trying to get everything I do out on the social medias. Have you tried climbing on the tallest mountain? Um, I have not. And well, screaming. I have. I've learned that if you want to get to the top of the mountain, it's often best to ask those on top to pull you up ah. rather than try to climb up it alone. I just get a helicopter. You know, speaking of getting help, have you heard of Fullscale.io? Yeah. Yeah. This is a, we own the company together, but that's today's sponsor here on Startup Hustle, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Climbing mountains quickly. With us today, we've got Janae Gamage, who told me I cannot say her name with a French pronunciation, but I could, right? No, Janae is the CEO and founder of The Market Base. You can find that at themarketbase.com. Hello, Janae. Hello, Mets. <laughs> Yes. The mats. You know, I think there's some uh, common um, uh, grammatical errors with the mats. So you can't put an apostrophe, you can't put an apostrophe up there because that would, we're not, it's not possessive. So Mm. is it just the M-A-T-T-S? I don't know. I don't know. I've seen it. I'd just be Matt one. You can be Matt two. No, you're the other Matt. The other man. Yeah. <laughs> that is really how it goes. People, when they're talking to me, will refer to the other Matt, which is you. And I feel that when they talk to you, they refer to the other Matt, which is me. Is that correct? I'm just Watson. True. So, Janae, we're going to talk about your startup, some of the trials and tribulations of getting to the point of launch where you are finally at. You were, um, Lovingly referred to us by the members at KC Collective, and I'd like to welcome you to our local entrepreneur community here in Kansas City. Um, that said, will you give us a background about what the market base is accomplishing and who you want to help? Yeah, so um, me, there's two other co-founders, by the way. Sure. Um, we all started out as entrepreneurs um, in the digital marketing space or software space. And we saw a common problem and came together to fix it. So it was that high level of marketing is not really accessible to low budgets or the entrepreneur budget. Um, and even working with our clients, we couldn't provide the type of service we wanted to provide and that we knew that was needed in order to, you know, um, scale from small business to an actual thriving running business that doesn't shut down in two years or three years. Um, so we knew in order to deliver it, we needed a software. Um, we knew we needed the right people, the right team, and that's how the market base was formed. So it's essentially, I mean, what our developer called it was the G suite for marketing. Um, all your digital marketing needs, one software, make requests, project manager, get it done. So is it, so, so the software that you created, Mm -hmm. is it really just internal software that you guys use to manage the clients and the tasks? Or is, it, or is it like a software as a service product that I would software go license? Software as a service, right. So, and we will also license it, license it to digital marketing agencies. That's so, the plan. So Stackify is one of my companies. So what? how would 
that software benefit Stackify? What would we use it for exactly? Well, you'd be assigned a marketing team. And so all your marketing um, needs and deliverables will be done within the software with your project manager, aka your marketing strategist. So do we, so that was part of my question earlier. Do we actually use the software or do we just use it to ask you what we want you to do? When you you say use use the software. Like would my employees actually log into it every day and use it? If you wanted them to, um, but really probably your marketing manager, I'm I'm assuming you're more um, of a small mid-sized business. So your marketing manager or your marketing team would log in and kind of manage it from there um, in cooperation with us. But would they go in there and say, I need you to create this, these banner ads or yes. whatever, and then you would create them? Yes. Okay. And, and we'll, so that's, so, that's, so to me, part, it sounds like a project management software that you use internally. But it has people behind it too. Yeah. Like right. if you use Jira or something like that, it's, I mean, PM software is, is just framework for to-do lists sure. or whatever. Yeah. I think the thing that, that is interesting here and what you mentioned is, so in the early phase of any business, your ability to afford the nine different things that you might need, it's kind of like a fractional, yes. fractional help. Sure. Exactly. And, you know, you talk about uh, business. It, that's where I think that early stage businesses are highly disadvantaged from a resource standpoint. Cause you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about how do you determine who your early employees are and you can't afford to have specialists. So you in marketing, it's a big thing. And by the way, it's a huge misstep that I see so many startups make. They're like, yeah, they're so product centric. They're not giving enough consideration to the future marketing plans of selling what they're doing and, and any type of marketing, especially digital, anything content related and stuff like that is very difficult to immediately ramp up. Exactly. takes time. So you mentioned uh, having a, a background with some of this. Where, where did, what led you and your co-founders to like what experiences in the past made you think, man, I really got to get after this? Yeah. So I'll speak for myself. Um, I was actually in the military and after about seven or eight years uh, in some injuries, I was like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, so you know, I went to school for uh, kinesiology, exercise science. So in my mind, yeah, I'm just going to take that and I'm going to become a trainer and then I'm going to get out of the army and have a gym and be the most successful person in the world in the fitness space. Like that was what I was going to do. So I did start training on the side um, while still in the military. Um, When I got out, I ended up building up to a gym, just bootstrapping. And I did all my marketing, like I did everything. And I noticed that a lot of people came to me in the fitness space and were like, hey, who did that for you? Oh, yeah, I did it. Oh, can you do mine? Sure. All right. Then it came to a point where like, okay, I have to start charging for this. Um, And then I realized I was running two businesses and it it really came down to choosing what really makes me happy and what what am I actually passionate about? I think I just liked working out and I turned into a business. and I switched over to marketing. So I started running my agency, bootstrapped that up, met my other co-founders, um, and they were kind of in the same space. And it was just like, yeah, I actually want to help small business and entrepreneurs who are really trying to um, build a credible business but don't know how to get there as far as marketing, but they can't afford to work with me. So how do we bridge that gap? And that's where, that's how we're here now. I think marketing can be a bit of a mystery to people that aren't familiar with it. Yeah. Just well, meaning like, you know, like, I mean, there's so many different things you can do. 
yeah. and then and then doing it incorrectly um, is really expensive. Well, was, <laughs> well, and that's what I was gonna say. It's also easily just the light up lot of money on fire yeah and so i think that when you have someone like you mentioned having a strategist or just someone mm-hmm. that I, I people ask me about marketing stuff all the time i'm like D- where do you want to start yeah and so much. and i think you know matt and i i would say it's fair that we probably consider ourselves to be expert content marketers at yeah. this point um content it, marketing yes other it, forms of marketing not so much well i mean but i well I, I disagree for myself in that, in that regard. I've had a pretty well-rounded exposure to all of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I utilize all of it. Like I'm not a big fan of paying for CPC ads, but I have a strong grasp on doing that planning. And there's certain things that sometimes people will come in into you look at like a, a cost per click campaign. And, um, you know, most people don't even understand what a negative keyword is. And that, in my opinion, has always been where you win or lose and because you're eliminating all the garbage out right. of, and, and it takes a while. And, and, you know, there's, you know, and it, if you don't figure that out for a while, you're paying for a lot of crap. Yep. And that's, I think that's where a little guiding light <laughs> per se. And then another thing too, is like, so when we mention content, I think you're thinking about the written word. Sure. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that between full scale, Gigabook, Stackify, um, we've like those three largely driven by Stackify's traffic, but get over a million. Yeah. A lot organic, of content marketing uh, traffic. The, nice. Our businesses collectively are receiving over a million organic visits a month nice. to the blog, but that didn't happen overnight right. and it's not going to happen. I think one of the mistakes that people make when it comes to marketing too, is they say, oh, well, I tried three. I wrote three articles. What, why am I not crushing it? We, you might need to try 300. Right. So when it comes to some of the strategy and stuff like that, where do you begin to um, advise or help people understand what's right for them? Yeah, well, step one um, is transparency and just letting them know. Um, and we actually have a form built in when you first sign up. It's, it's going to make a plan recommendation. And it's going to give you a timeline. There's, you you know that you're not going to get to where you're trying to get overnight. So if this is your budget and you know we're telling you it's going to take six months, you need SEO, it's going to take six months, period. Um, and just being honest, because that's a that's a huge um, thing for entrepreneurs. You know, they, they know they need marketing. They're going to Google for the information and they're being lied to. And it's really just finding someone that they can depend on to say, hey, this is what it is. So here's the information. What are you going to do with it? Because it's really not about, it is about us getting um, users, but it's not about taking advantage of those users. It really is about them being successful um, because that makes us successful. So we're really, really picky about who we're going to work with in that respect. Um, and, And that starts with one, being transparent. This this is where it's going to happen. If you can't make it happen right now, then this is our um, suggested course of action. That sounds so, a lot like what we say at full scale, doesn't it? Yeah. Just meaning like picking the clients that we oh, work yeah, with yeah, yeah, and yeah. having them have an understanding of certain things up front, you know, mm-hmm. just meaning like, hey, um, 
here's a reasonable expectation. Mm -hmm. And then also like certain things like we, we, uh, and we coined this phrase, but we use a term called guided development. Mm -hmm. Our clients have to guide their own development process. Mm -hmm. We're in the process of helping them find people that they can work with. But when we step out of that, we lose an ability to say, Hey, it could take this long or cost this much and establishing that upfront that people understand that's a big part of it. And then also, um, some, I mean, Matt, would you say that it's fair to say that some ideas are just destined to fail? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, it's not our job to necessarily buy into your vision, mm-hmm. but there are factors that are going to pretty much guarantee that you're going to struggle. And some of that's just resources. Like, yes. are you immediately bootstrapped to the point where you can spend 1500 bucks a month? Because if you are there, you're not ready to be a full scale client. Cause we don't even, that wouldn't even not enough budget. <laughs> well, right. And then that, and, but then there's a, and for those of you that run service-based businesses and you're you, the market-based while it's a software product is still has a service-based right. component to it. If you run into that and you know, it's, I, it's important to, to be upfront with people about some of that. Cause if they're immediately going to flop, it doesn't matter how great of a job you did. They're going to be mad at you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So do you have any comments in that regard? Because I, no, I'm still I'm still trying to understand. Do you, so, are you guys providing a service business or a software product? So, service as a software, we're using the software to deliver the service um, quicker, faster, more efficiently in in one epicenter. I'm still confused. Why? At what the software does? It's a it's a dashboard it keeps track of your different stuff from social media to I mean all of it. And is that is that what it does? Pulling a lot of so do you have yeah, a, you probably pulls in analytics, analytics for yes. all different stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I may have clarified that prior to you joining us uh, and us hitting record. So, I wasn't in the know. Yeah. No, you aren't. Are you now? I'm further along. Never so, been closer. So some of the, <laughs> um that's the default answer for where's my project at? It's never, never been, been closer, closer to being done, <laughs> um, which is sometimes true. Yeah. It sometimes can, you go backwards. Yeah. Now, further away. now with that, <laughs> you know, you're entering a crowded space. There are, you yeah. mentioned that, I mean, there's a lot of, um, I've had people, you know, we, we've explored possibilities of digital marketing services and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I say it's a crowded space because a lot, it's easy to get into and it does trend to the, more resourced client or user, Mm -hmm. as you identified, I think that, and you know, some of the things I can't even remember what some of them are, but we looked at some stuff like, uh, AI to help you determine your ad clicks and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. some of that stuff was like a thousand bucks a month just for the software. And you got to be pumping a $50,000 a month budget through it. And that's just not really the challenge you have. So the marketing services that you offer, do you offer graphics design? We do. Do you offer content marketing? We do. Search engine optimization. Absolutely. Managing pay-per-click. Absolutely. Uh, display ads. That's a paid format. Ads, that's yeah, a it's format a paid ads. Design. I mean, yeah. what about like if I need you to do a uh, create a website for me and design a website? So that is a feature that we'll add in the future. As of right now, is that really digital marketing? Yes. Um, so my, we're, ju- we're just not there yet um, at the price point that we want to be. So, so my, my point is it's a lot of different things, mm-hmm. right? And so that's part of your challenge is being able to have the expertise at all the different things, right? Right. And so one of the challenges we have at Stackify, I mean, we have a marketing team of four people. 
Okay. Um, but we don't have a graphic artist on on staff. So we leverage, you know, freelancers basically. And I mean, that's the challenge. It's like, okay, every month or two, we need something done and it's only going to cost us a couple hundred dollars to do it or whatever to make some banner ads. Um, and that's your struggle, right? Is, is you don't necessarily want clients like stack by like, okay, every 200, every couple months, we'll give you $200. You know, it's, it's about finding the right type of client back to your point earlier, yeah. Matt. And, right. um, and Stackify, maybe we, you know, we've probably outgrown what you what you would offer at this point because we have four people, uh, dedicated in in internally to do this stuff. Unless there's a part of it that we don't want to do, or part of it we don't have expertise right. of. Um, I would say as as far as Stackify, yeah, you're not really our client. Um, we're more so for the entrepreneurs and small business owners who have started generating some revenue, they know that they need to upgrade their marketing. But they probably don't have a marketing team at all. Don't have a marketing yeah. team. Don't really know anything. Like one of our users, um, two chiropractors got together and they created a training tool um, for weightlifters and CrossFitters. So they know everything about what they've created. Nothing about marketing because chiropractors, I mean, insurance takes care of that for you essentially um so they reached out to us we were looking for users um that kind of fit the bill and they wanted to do a product launch that was the campaign we worked on first two weeks 14k it it's really about people who just want to be hands-off and kind of manage i trust you tell me what to do i need a request i want this instagram post we're going to this trade show make us a banner things like that yeah yeah and earlier on in sacrifice uh days we we absolutely needed help from somebody like you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned, for example, uh, so at back, we were talking, you mentioned using uh, freelancers or whatever. At full scale, some of these things are, are services that we let our full-time clients tap into, but only our full-time clients mm -hmm. for that reason. Like I don't want, a hundred dollar every other month invoice. Yeah. It's like actually way more expensive than that to maintain your account. Yeah. In that regard. Now with those services and they're just like basic creative things. Cause like you said, sometimes you just need that graphic designer from, you will spend more time finding that person right. than they will spend working for you. Right. And it becomes a, like a terrible, like kind of ROI on your own time and effort. And I think that it's still back to marketing. The expensive part of it is learning. And I, and you mentioned, you know, you can go Google a whole lot of stuff and oh, you, yeah. you use the term getting lied to. I, I don't think it's necessarily intentional deception by the content that's out there. But I, I even wrote about this in Million Dollar Bedroom. I said, if you're reading an article about SEO or marketing or whatever, like be very skeptical about it because the people that are the most brilliant at doing that stuff aren't writing that article. No. They're off doing it themselves. Yeah. And I have yet to find like my exact recipe for certain types of content marketing clearly outlined in a, in a blog article. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the blog articles that we publish, but you know, you look at things like, and also being, uh, having an understanding of like what to target. Like if you go to Google right now and enter the term offshore developers, full scale comes up first. It's pretty that, awesome. That's an A plus job, mm -hmm. but that there's, there's an approach to make, to having that occur and understand what that, that value still blows is. my mind by the way. Well, but it's, but we did, we did well with that yeah. now at the same time in the midst of searching for that, we have a lot of other content that quite honestly draws a shitload of traffic 
and doesn't particularly have a whole lot of value for us. It was just like, like I said, it's like test, test, test the three golden words of marketing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my, my particular belief. So what's um, on the way to, to launching the marketbase.com, what are some of the, what are some of the things that have been challenging for you? Cause building software is tough. Oh, yeah. And by the way, keeping finding and keeping digital marketing clients is maybe even harder. Oh yeah. Retention that, yeah. that, oh gosh. Yes. Um, <laughs> And, and it's not it's not even the client just to touch on that. It's really their lack of understanding. Um, but that has really But that's been part of your helpful. business though. Yeah. Because if it's, they understand it fully. Exactly. So that has really helped us um as far as for the market base, um, making sure that our value ladder, one, um, taking on only certain clients, but two, making sure that our value ladder includes education. Um, so even when they, before they sign up, they're being educated on the way, um, to subscribing. Um, but yeah, what was your other question about trials? So well, the, and any, <laughs> any business, regardless of what it is, there's a shitload of roadblocks and things mm -hmm. that just get in your way. Um, we're always most interested to hear people's take on the ones that they didn't anticipate or just like, there's always a, I refer to this as your oh shit line. <laughs> And it's, it, I literally put that on projections. People are like, what is this line that says, oh shit? That means, oh shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Landmines are always there. Or just things always. like, I mean, it's, it's, and it, and anybody that tells you that they entered or opened a business and didn't have any of those, then they just haven't found them yet. Yeah. Cause they are there. That's they, scarier. <laughs> they get carried. They come, it comes with the territory. So did, do you have one that stands out? <sighs> I, I'm going to say on the tech side and just going from ideation to here's the product and this is the only way that it's going to work with what you're trying to do. Um, this has really evolved and it probably in the first few months evolved every single day and pivoted to this or that. Um, you meant just like the dashboards and the different kind of stuff. Exactly. And, you know. How we're going to accomplish this really. We We have the point B and we have the point A like, how the heck do we get there? Oh, and by the way, we are not developers. So trying to communicate our vision to a developer developer who's just like, yeah, where's the UX design so I can code this? Like, I, I don't care what you're saying. Just tell me what you needed to do. So it's just, it's just been, um, and I've never worked with a developer. So really learning to speak their language has been the hardest thing for me um, in communicating my vision in that way. So how did you find a developer? I actually, we work with Lean Start Lab. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Tim. Katie's been in and talked about that. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, um, we work with so, Tim. And, Love and, them. And for those of you outside Kansas City, Lean Start Lab, um, I can't remember the name of the episode, but um, it's an example of a local organization that's here to help businesses like Janae's get off the ground. Oh, yeah. And and it's back to, well, it's kind of like what you're doing for people in marketing their 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 They're goal their gap. goal is to be uh, bridging the gap but also to be that voice of reason mm -hmm. and you mentioned the you said we're not developers um one of the things that all right so i was talking to someone in the full scale suite recently about um the person that they worked with and she said yeah i've tried to hire him like five times i said what do you mean cuz he always says oh, that'll only take 2 weeks to get done <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, well, if that's the case, then you're hired. And you know, that's, those are famous last words. Um, would you, when it comes to building software, would you agree, Matt? Yeah, that should only like take a, that should closer, only, it's like the never been closer right, thing. That should it's, only take a week yeah. to get done. That should ha- occur really quickly. And you're like, eh. and especially with, I, I think a lot of people don't understand when it comes to building software that there's literally like 10,000 things that need to all behave with each other. Yeah. And when you're building something from scratch, it's just unstable in the beginning. I mean, I spent this morning and most of yesterday troubleshooting a problem. And I tracked down the problem today to one line of code that got commented out that was causing all sorts of performance issues because somebody commented out one line of code. That's why I could never be and a developer. That was way. not work that yeah. I planned. To, I mean, I spent all my time on something I never planned to spend on. Right. Yeah. And tomorrow it'll be something else. I have know? a question. Do you use Stackify on Stackify? We do. Yeah, <laughs> we sure so, do. But and, well, Matt, let's give you a plug with that. So, um, you know, one of the businesses that Matt's founded and has a huge amount of users for is stackify.com, which is something that can be inserted. It runs in the background on your server and it begins to tell you it's, a, it's, it's really a time saver tool. So it, we help yeah. developers uh, figure out how to improve their software, how to improve the performance, how to troubleshoot issues. Let's um, talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, and but, that, but that's good for people yeah. on all levels because you mentioned like you were trying to find one line of something that was out there. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's like, does Stackify prevent general stupidity? Is there a stupidity? We do. It, so there's a, there's a, haste. we have a free tool for that even. Prefix? Yeah. There's prefix. a, go to stackify.com, check that out. So is there an actual, on the dashboard, is there an actual panel that says you're stupid and then it shows all the reasons why? Uh, real close. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Real close. Is that how it's phrased? Uh, it's just a little triangle. gives you a little warnings. Tells oh. you not to do that. I feel on some levels that if certain software just told me I was dumb, I would accept it after <laughs> like on some levels. They'd be like, Hey, dumb, dumb. Like you could probably do better here. I'd be like, you know what software? You're right. I wish Facebook would tell a lot of people they're dumb. Hmm. I would solve some problems. I feel like that would clear up a large percentage <laughs> of, of the people that I'm friends with. Um, I, I, and some I, family members. I've stopped myself from making comments on Facebook that are along the lines of, I have unfollowed all of you, and I have never <laughs> felt better. Um, is that fair? Yeah, software's fun. So, okay. Um, so, we're, uh, it, did you run into Timeline? issues meaning like you thought it was going to take three months and now you're on month six going ah no um one thing i did learn um is just to keep expectations super super low and if they're exceeded great if they're not then it's expected um yeah. and because that's a I, smart approach for you know, your own welcome sanity. to software <laughs> right so i i, I already knew and kind of had that expectation so if 10 were to say, yeah, it'll be done in three weeks, I'd just probably wait about two months to see where we're at at that sure. point. Now, with that, you're talking about setting reasonable expectations for yourself. A lot of uh, success in your early stage business has to do with the way that you plan for specific stuff. Yes. And, you know, you, you the, the old business school adage is it'll take twice as long and cost twice as much. I think you put a three in front of that. <laughs> And then you're operating within a safe zone because especially if you, you know, it's easy to come into stuff and feel like you know it all and you really don't. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, would you agree, Matt? 
Absolutely. Well, you don't know what you don't know is a big part of it. And you're just going to keep uncovering it and uncovering it and uncovering it. And then you think you got it all figured out, but there's a lot of things you just don't know. And you're likely to have needs that you haven't considered. I mentioned the loving oh shit line. Um, And we run into that a lot with early stage clients at full scale. You know, they say, well, we're going to a lot of times we end up with clients that are on the quote second or third lap around with the dev company. Mm-hmm. And now uh, if you have a, a quote legacy code base, meaning like you're passing it down mm-hmm. from one development company to another, you need to definitely expect issues. Some of which is just because you usually don't have the blueprint. You're like, what the hell's going on here? There's a big learning curve. Anytime you're taking over somebody else's app and their work yeah. and trying to figure out how does this thing work? A red flag for me, though, at the same time, though, is when a developer looks at something that exists and immediately says, this is going to all need to be redone. <laughs> that tells me on many levels, like it's a coin toss, whether that's really true or not. I, I'm just, you know, Matt might disagree with me. Sometimes a lot, it a does, lot of developers, sometimes that means I just don't understand yeah, what the hell's going on. A lot on of developers here. would rather rewrite code than figure out how it works because then they understand it how it works and that's the thing is if and most most early stage software products are cobbled together they are held together with string a glue stick and and that's uh the first developer we spoke to um one of the first things they said after we really went down the feature list is well let's see what's out there and uh try to build off of that so we're not building from scratch and it was automatically like nope no Absolutely not. Um, and luckily, we came in contact with Ten after that. So, I did know that. When you mentioned Ten, are you referring to Ten Ho? Yes. Okay, I know Ten. Everybody knows yeah, Ten. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. He's smart, and he actually has a whole um, startup process. Yes. That some of our clients have used. Well, and those those kinds of people in the community are great. That are used to building prototypes of things. Over and over and over and over. So, so by the way, when you said lean start, I rec- I was referencing a different one. Oh, were you? Yeah. Because <laughs> there are actually two companies. Here in Casey? That have similar, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I think I did. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So when it comes to, now let's, let's uh, you know what? Have you played Mixtape before? Because it's about that time actually. No. Well, you're going to. So mixtapethegame.com mixtape the app available on ios and android i have drawn a card from the mixtape deck matt and janae i'm gonna read a scenario and we're all gonna name a song that comes to mind and then we will vote for who the winner shall be you may not vote for yourself this pg-13 let me know you can say whatever the fuck you want (laughs) true yep whatever okay Play your favorite slow dance love jam from junior high. Ooh. From junior high. I know I don't yeah, look I it, gotta I'm go. pretty old. That's, I was, I'm pretty old. <laughs> I'm easily back. the oldest person junior in this room, high. which is going to, this is going to require a nearly a 30 year rollback. Wow. Is slow middle jam. School? Yeah, that's middle, school. middle school. Slow jam. I'm trying to think it would, for, for me, that would like have to be like Belle Biv DeVoe or like Whitney Houston, maybe, or I think I've got, I want to dance with somebody. Now that's not a slow jam. I got to go with baby got back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Your slow jam's got some <laughs> tempo behind it, buddy. I'm going to go with Shaggy. It wasn't me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to defer. <laughs> I can't remember that part. I mean, I'm, I, well, you can't. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm going, man, when I was in middle school. And then like a whole wave of emotions and terrible memories, and some of which I may have suppressed until this round of mixtape. So I got to vote for one of you. I'm going with Shaggy. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm going with Shaggy. Boom! Winner. We got a winner. What's my price? You get to fire the money gun. (laughs) Hang on. Because I can't let the person that's here talking about social media not have a video of firing the money gun. We'll have to pass that over. There you go. You're allowed to fire that at Matt if you want or wherever you want. I get to keep, right? Yeah, sure. Is there money in here? Pull the trigger. Let's, Let's go. Ready? All right. You got more? Keep it coming. There you go. I have literally learned to recognize the sound of when the money gun is. Oh, yeah. So, yes. my tip. Real money. Anyway, congratulations on your mixtape win. Woohoo. God, I learned so much about everyone. There's money everywhere. Cardi B would be so proud. I mean, they're they're ones. Do we do we have a two dollar bill here? Do we have any yeah? Do we have any accounting practice? Any accounting standards around? I'm not sure we audit this. No, I don't think we audit this. Okay, so I I want to as we approach the end of this episode of Startup Hustle, which was brought to you by FullScale.io. I want, I would like to do a quick little roundtable, and I would like each of us to give some advice about something they've learned about digital marketing, which could be anything from blogs to social media to anything like that. Who would like to go first? This is just general advice for the community of listeners. I'll go first. That was reluctant, but I go ahead. Uh, so. That's just a general tip. Anything is good. Yeah. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, and you are are scared of running social media ads because either it didn't work when you put that $20 budget on for 30 days or, you know, you feel like you don't have the budget, um, stop going to Starbucks for two weeks, put it in a social media ad because once huge brands really catch on to... Um, <clears throat> the equity that is social media ads and really dump those billion dollar budgets in the system is going to go from here to here. And it's not going to be easy to get in front of your customer. <laughs> um, where right now you could use $50 to do it. It'll take, I don't know, 500. Oh, wow. Foul <laughs> on DeCourcy. Sorry. So get in now. All right. By the way, that was me knocking, uh, nearly knocking over a, a a video camera stand that doesn't have a video camera on it. I was trying to clean it's it. Dude, she she literally covered such a radius of space with firing the money gun. She made it rain. I know. All right, Matt, would you like to? Uh... Yeah. So my uh, tip is going to be a lot of mark. The key to marketing is a lot of experimentation, A/B testing, test, um, test, trial test. and error, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Spend a small budget, measure. Change the color, change the button, move the font, do this, do that, whatever, and figure out, you know, do you have the right landing page? Do you have the right ad? Do you have the right copy? It's a lot of just detail work that is not in my DNA. Uh, I don't, I have ADD. I don't have time for like 
changing that shit and then waiting a week and then looking at the numbers again. But uh, it's really important if you want to maximize your your spend. It's a lot of experimentation. Yeah, over and over and over. Agree. I'm going to carry on to that. So I actually uh, do have a ton of experience when it comes to quote digital marketing, um, and I'm going to actually drop some some YouTube type stuff type knowledge here. Um, I, I had the privilege of working with Urban Necessities founder, JC Lopez, in order to help him create his YouTube channel, which has like a quarter million subscribers. It's pretty significant. Nice. And Jay, who at the time had 400,000 Instagram followers, taught me a lot. Um, well, first off, consistency is key. Um, you can't, if you're going to do like YouTube videos or whatever, YouTube, Instagram, anything like that, you can't just do one and then come back three weeks later and do another one. It has to be consistent. Um, I'll use the podcast as an example. This thing comes out at 5am Monday through Thursday. Um, and our, I believe that many of our listeners rely on that. Like they listen to it on the way to work, but the same thing, like with videos now with videos, people often misunderstand things. You can have a relatively low and simple, quote, production, but if you're offering quality content, people are okay with that. Yeah. And you can't just like expect to be like, who's the, is that, who's the dude that on YouTube that just does the splits? The split? Yeah. I never he's, heard of dude, that. He's got like 13 million followers. Stop. He just like, he's like one of the most popular YouTubers and all he, all the videos are of him. Just like, he's a, he'll like just be at the grocery store and all of a sudden he'll like pop into the splits. Now you're. Wow. That's a thing. It is. And huh. it's a huge thing. Now Jeez. that said, that's not probably going to happen with you. So um, you have to find things that people are interested in. Um, and in Jay's case, that was sneakers. And he was always around a lot of interesting and different stuff. So right there in the shop, they would often see very interesting, new, upcoming kind of stuff. He was a fashion influencer. So people wanted to hear what his opinion was about stuff. And understanding that it didn't have to be some, they didn't have to have a film set and different stuff like that. But because he kept it interesting and because it kept it regular, he was able to then tie in different types of media. I've never seen, I don't know if I'll ever see something this crazy again, but we announced that he was that he was going to have a YouTube channel via Instagram, and before we even published a video, he had five-digit subscribers. Nice. Wow, which is crazy. That's crazy. I mean, good for him in that regard. But that's a great way to parlay one successful form of digital media into another. YouTube is where the money's at now. Well, it was, but not so much anymore. And that's actually a good point because actually they've revised a way a lot of the the monetization of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the a lot of those people are uh, struggling in some regards. Well, and if your if your content's targeted more to kids, I think your the advertising they can do is even dramatically. That's the uh, that's the big impact. And you know, Roy was talking about that. Roy from Healthy Hip Hop. And that, uh, and that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the influencers that were in that space are now struggling and we're going to attempt a bit of a roll up on some of them when it comes to healthy hip hop, because they might have another way of doing stuff. Okay. So once again, check out the marketingbase.com. Um, Janae, thank you for coming in. We do end our episodes of Startup Hustle with what we call the Founders Freestyle, which you get to be first again. And this is just a basic anything you want to say to, well, you can say whatever you want. I can give you a suggestion and I, and I 
might if it well i will if it, you would find it helpful. would you like a suggestion sure I, I think anything that you any kind of knowledge that you can give to an entrepreneur in general would be helpful just like avoid this try this don't be afraid of maybe yeah uh Wasted time is more expensive than wasted money. I like that. Wow. Yeah. Do you agree? Dropping bombs right there. I like it. I was like precision. Yeah. By the way, her military background had a lot to do with the precise nature. (laughs) (laughs) My military background actually is hurting me as an entrepreneur. Why? Um, I think my biggest weakness is pitches. And I was, um, I was an intelligence analyst. So we have to brief the commander every single day with some, with the freaking slide deck. And it's completely opposite of how it should be done as an entrepreneur pitching. So if you're in the military, you're going to be pitching. Just forget everything you were taught. Don't do it that way. Okay. This might be the first intelligence analyst we've had. (laughs) I do not want my intelligence analyzed. Do you? No. Matt, what would you like to say on the way out here, buddy? You know, um, I, I love what you're doing. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that really struggle with marketing when they first start out. A lot of them are very, like me, more product focused, right? We're mm-hmm. mad scientists in the lab, you know, we're building something cool, but it's all pretty worthless unless somebody buys it. And right. that's where we need help from from a marketing perspective and trying to get this out in front of people. And um, it's, it's really difficult to have expertise in all the different things and know which of the things that you need help with. Right. And so... Um, kudos to you for what you're doing. I think you're also working with one of the hardest types of clients to deal with too. So good luck with that part of it too, dealing with entrepreneurs that don't have a lot of budget and trying to make it work. So now you make, you make it work for a few of them and you got a tidy little client list. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you consider yourself a product mad scientist. I actually consider myself a bit of a marketing mad scientist. For 10 straight years, I've referred to any business that I've owned, operated, or been associated with as a marketing company that happens to also. So Fullscale is a marketing company that also happens to sell tech services. Mm-hmm. Now, I say that because, you, like Matt said, if you don't sell something, forget about it. You're done. Doesn't You're going to die on the vine. Um, so by taking the sales first and the marketing first approach, you're going to set yourself up to um, be successful and sell stuff. Nothing validates your business, keeps it alive, helps it grow more than straight cash. I mean, you need it. And uh, I, I think the mistake that too many people make is they they save the, quote, sales and selling and the marketing part of it until like just before it's about to open. And it takes time. Like if you're going to write, like Matt, how long does it take for like blog content to start kicking in? It's months. Months. several months. Yeah. Yeah, Same with SEO and stuff like that. Um, You know, the internet's been out for a long time and there's a lot of people between you and the top of where you want to be found. And um, so start working on that early. Uh, Don't ignore the importance of it because if you save that till last, you're going to have a problem. Anyway, see you all next time. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle. Startup Hustle.